0: Fence and welcome back to another episode of the Uncharted Media Podcast. This is episode 197. Halloween ends somehow this week. It feels weird because I feel like I'm not seeing a whole lot of marketing. And also, we're recording this Tuesday night, and the movie comes out Thursday night, and there's still no reviews out for it. So, you know, I'm not worried at all that they're not going to stick the landing. I mean, I've been worried about this movie for a while, but it's a Halloween movie, so I'm going to make sure it goes out with the respect it deserves. Probably a subpar sequel that should have died a while ago, but it's Halloween, <laughs> so I'm always excited for it, uh, whether the movie wants me to be excited or not. So, um, in honor of Halloween ends and potentially a Halloween movies ending for a while, they'll, they'll be back, just will probably be a few years. Um... We're going to do an episode that we've already kind of done before. It was like episode seven or eight, like a Halloween retrospective. But in that time, we've had plenty of new Halloween movies. So what we're going to do is kind of look at the various timelines within the Halloween franchise. And just kind of give a broad retrospective of everything you need to know when it comes to Halloween. Because when it comes to horror, Halloween is kind of like the choose-your-own-adventure story of the horror genre. Of like, well, I don't like the story avenue, but I like this one. So I'll split off into this path. Then you could kind of do that. And... It's all kinds of weird, but uh, Josh, how you doing tonight?
1: We're doing, my dude. It's uh, <laughs> It's been a busy week. Uh, I have something cool happening this weekend um, that I'm not going to talk about um, because for reasons. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's, it's been a busy week. His lawyers told him not uh, to say anything. Correct, correct, correct. It would be illegal to say something at this point. Um <laughs> but but no yeah man it's been it's been a chill week uh not really much going on as outside of work but you know you
0: watching anything
1: oh you know i'm watching i stay watching that rings of power how many more episodes <laughs> are there i i so right now there are seven and i is it an I eight or continu- ten
0: season episode season
1: i wanna it's gotta be 10 at least in my mind at least like for for this season to have any kind of finality i feel like it's gotta have be 10 um see because like they just episode seven is definitely comes across as very kind of doom and gloom and blah blah blah. but like it's more just like oh like this all this bad stuff that we've been building to for seven episodes is finally coming to fruition but people are are also in in places in which to be able to like do something about that that evil but we'll see what happens um I appreciate that uh, the full, to- like the whole story that we know that they're building to, it doesn't feel like it's only in season one, which is cool. I like that they're making the story longer than just like, all right, so we're going to explain why these dummies take took some stuff from Sauron, uh, like, which has always been to me like a story, story point that never quite made sense of like, okay, cool, so this guy was the secondhand... Manda Morgoth, so we're just gonna like take these power these rings of power from them. There's no way they're like that, that could possibly Nothing go bad. bad
0: could possibly go wrong <laughs> in this situation.
1: Exactly.
0: So uh I got three things, two movies and one something else. The something else, obviously, I had to watch Werewolf by night the very first yeah. day it was available. Honestly, it's the best Marvel, anything that they put on Disney Plus. Ever. I don't care that it's only 50 minutes the loving attention to detail is so good right down to uh I don't know if you've seen it by now because it's been making the rounds on the internet um the Marvel logo intro for Werewolf by Night is so perfect for what the special is um it's a lot more violent than I was expecting and I know people were just like yeah it's it's violent but it's violent, and I like it. It's not so much that they just, like, desaturated everything and made it black and white to make it look like Universal Monsters. The cinematography, the tone, the campy joke, quote-unquote jokes, the campiness to it is all very classic Universal Monsters, and I love it so much. And there's characters in this, and I'm like, I don't care that this is a one-off. Y'all need to come back. Without mm-hmm. giving in the spoilers, there's a character named Ted. I need Ted in more things because Ted is, is a beautiful thing. I love Ted so much. Uh, I also watched um, Hulu's Hellraiser movie that came out. Cause I was hearing yeah. some good things about it. I like this about as much as I can like a Hellraiser movie. I'll put it that way. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. Josh not, and I, not the Gore kind of guy. That is I don't not my Gore, thing. but
0: Josh and I both are just kind of like, we don't really get, Hellraiser, I know there's a big like fan base that's just like, you just don't get it. You're right. We just don't get it. We I've, just don't. <laughs> I've never understood Hellraiser, but also I don't want to diminish it because and push my glass, glasses up my nose and be like a Halloween fan. I'm just like, well, all of our movies have come out theatrically, but all of our movies have come out theatrically, like over They're half the Hellraiser movies. Either, <laughs> I would take any of the crappy Halloween sequels over <laughs> any of the crappy Hellraiser sequels. This is a I, well,
1: uh, yeah, okay, okay. This that's, is a well-made
0: Hellraiser movie. It's just that I don't care about Hellraiser like this. If you're a Hellraiser fan, one, you're pro- you've already probably seen this by now. You don't need me to talk about it. Um, it's th- the closest to that original Hellraiser in a very long time. I've Watched some other videos leading up to this would be just be like, what was the franchise like? And <laughs> well. There's a lot of movies that weren't intended to be Hellraiser movies that ended up being Hellraiser movies just to hold the rights. Um yeah, it it's a well-made movie. There is some good gore. The puzzle box actually feels like a puzzle box and not just like a alright, you're two turns away on a Rubik's Cube type of situation. Like there's actually Yeah. It's it feels like a living, breathing puzzle. It's interesting. Um Big said, it's not my gonna be my favorite horror movie of the year, not by a long shot. Uh however. There was a movie that a friend at work recommended to me, and I had never heard of this. It's a movie that came out this year on Shudder called Deadstream. And honestly, this is the best recommendation this coworker has ever given me. Um So basically the premise is a f- disgraced YouTuber, a la like a Logan Paul type, has like lost all his endorsements, everything else because he's told douchebag. And so he's just like I've got one last stunt to get me back relevant. I'm going to stay the night in a haunted house. And if I leave the house, I lose my sponsorship and all the deals are off. Sound good? And so it's a found footage movie where this kind of douchebag has to stay the night in a haunted house. And it's the perfect combination of comedy, but actual genuine horror. Um, It's a little uncomfortable how perfectly they nail the, like... ADD hyperactive YouTuber personality, like not not necessarily us. We're not the super like quick cut every half second, but it's it's that type of yeah. uh, style that like you know you've seen at least a handful of those videos and you're just like yeah, this tone is so. But by the end of it, you're kind of rooting for this guy. There's a really good story arc in there. So, but also there's some really good scares when they want to want to. There's Without saying too much, there's one part that actually made me almost pause the movie because I was laughing so hard. So he's live streaming the whole thing to his audience. And as clues are being unveiled about the mystery, um, people are calling and be like, hey, I figured it out. It's this. It's this. And so one person just like, hey, my grandma figured out this thing. Uh, She said that thing that you broke was was the one thing keeping you alive. And so that pans over to the grandma. And she's like, you need this, this and this. And he's like, I broke that. And she looks dead down the camera oh, crap, he's going to die. And I'm like... (laughs) (laughs) And I'm like, the way that the grandma delivered that, I was like, all right, I'm on board now. Uh, But there's some genuinely good scares. There's generally some funny moments. Um, There's a couple lines that I... I was not proud that when I was making fun of the movie while I was watching it, the character would say the exact same line after I was done with it. I was like, am I the problem here? Like,
1: (laughs) It'd be like, the the guy's
0: just like... Uh, i'm gonna make i'm gonna do this adventure i'm gonna go there and back again and i'm just like <laughs> like a hobbit and the guy's just like it's just like a hobbit's tale i'm going
1: gosh dang it <laughs> like don't don't let you make, the audience don't I let know! me don't make fun
0: of the people making fun of your movie how dare you be that self-aware but yeah josh i, w- I would look up dead stream it's only like an hour and 20 minutes very short but surprisingly good scares and a little too close to home if you're in the youtube bubble but i think that's why it works even more so in the humor department
1: yeah i mean that's fair i mean it's definitely that has a like a trips uh i think not these days be closer to like a twitch streamer uh they do yeah he uses
0: a not twitch but twitch basically
1: yeah yeah yeah.
0: so uh what was it mixer
1: <laughs>
0: or uh that's spree dead, with joe kiri
1: yeah 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 oh man that's a those are some dead uh dead streaming sites but yeah yeah yeah. no that sounds like fun it sounds like a lot of fun Uh, i'm definitely going to be trying to be checking out um uh werewolf by night either tonight or maybe tomorrow uh we'll see but yeah yeah, it's only 50 minutes it's short exactly i'm just so excited i'm super super excited
0: well it's a good thing marvel has werewolf by night something giving them good headlines because lately It has not been good headlines for Marvel, and it's only gotten worse as, you know, not one, not three, but four Marvel projects have now been delayed, some by only a few months, others significant delays, and I think it all comes back to, you know, one project and one project in particular that we talked about last week, Blade, oh, Blade, I wanna like you, you've got me really, really nervous, however, I I think I have an idea about that later, Uh, so... Marvel has decided to delay Blade, Deadpool 3, Fantastic Four, and Avengers Secret Wars. All of them are delayed. Now, Deadpool and Fantastic Four, I think, are only delayed by a few months. Um, Yeah. But Fantastic Four got delayed from November to February... So that means it's not coming out in 2024 anymore. It's coming out in 2025. I'm going, dang it, Marvel. I don't care if your cookies aren't done in the oven yet. You will let those cookies for Fantastic Four come out in a year ending in a four. Gosh dang it. Marketing is more important than the quality of your movie. Clearly. Uh, However, it's coming February 14th. So that's a fair enough compromise for me. We'll, we'll take that. Yeah, we'll take Whatever. that. Uh, yep. This Valentine's Day. <laughs> Not that soon. <laughs> uh, But Secret Wars, it means that Secret Wars is now like four years away, which I think is for the best. I always thought it was kind yeah, of a weird move to have Avengers movies coming out within six months of each other. I get that they're probably tied together, but I think the hype for Endgame was because we had a full year to mm-hmm. hype it up and build it up. The most significant delay was Blade, and we talked about it last week. They're basically starting from scratch from Blade because the director left the project or was fired. I lean more towards fired. Uh, supposedly, the script was really bad, and Mahershala Ali is incredibly frustrated. So, that's been delayed by almost a full year, like 10 months, I believe. So, yeah, um, and there's... I have some of my own theories of what they should do, but before we get into all that, Josh, four Marvel projects have been seriously delayed. <laughs> What's cutting to you the deepest, and are you surprised, not
1: surprised? I, I I'm not. I'm not going to use the word surprised here. I think I'm disappointed. <laughs> disappointed, but also, like, there's a part of me that's like, okay, cool. So they understand they're in a spot. And that it's better to delay than release a bad product. To me, that's kind of oddly reassuring, um, in a sense. Especially when the prod, you know, some of these projects are ones I'm actually pretty excited for. Uh, I maintain my excitement for Blade. I would love. I cannot wait for a new iteration. Can't wait to see what we do. We haven't had a good like vampire movie in a while. Uh, and what better way to have one that that that's that's blade I, I can't wait to see somebody do the blade pose i'm just excited um mother efforts are always trying to
0: ice skate up hill
1: exactly um <laughs> i i mean a bit deadpool 3 will be fun just now knowing that wolverine is going to be in it more specifically Hugh Jackman's wolverine is going to be in it um i honestly take your time i'd rather have a great movie than than one that's been rushed uh it is I think the Secret Wars one for me makes the most sense. I, like you and I said, look, having it six months after after Kang just kind of feels rushed. Uh, I don't know. We don't know the, what the storylines are and all that, so maybe we're wrong on that. But it only just got a writer, so yeah. Give give us some time to get hyped, like a li- at least a little bit, at least put us in a position where we can go, oh, oh, Kang put a bunch of pieces together. Now we can speculate where we're going with secret wars um i think the biggest disappointment for me is fantastic four i think part of that is just because we have it, it has felt like we have been waiting for a fantastic four movie for a close to a decade uh you know between it oh it will hey, be you know, a decade
0: s- between movies
1: yeah pretty much so no, it's, the, i i
0: it was 2015.
1: holy crap okay i didn't realize that um I was just meant because if it, it feels like they have been they announced it like two, three years ago and it has felt so much longer just because I you know, partially because of the pandemic, but also because like We've been so excited, and it feels like they keep putting it off. And I, to me, at the end of the day, like we, like I've already said, I'd rather them delay and then have a fantastic product than rush through production and give us another uh, multiverse of madness. So I, you know, I'm, fine. I'm, I'm, I'm definitely wary. But again, I'd rather that us have a good product to put out than then for them to just rush through it. Like the, the, then them have a 90 page script <laughs> with only two action scenes.
0: Yeah. This yeah, does not surprise me here. that it's getting delayed because if you're looking at all four of these movies, only half of them have a director Deadpool three has Sean yeah. Levy. Fantastic four only recently got Matt Shackman, but secret wars. No idea. Uh, if I was a betting man, which I am not because I'm not smart enough for that. I would put my money on Ryan enough. Coogler directing secret wars.
1: That name sounds familiar. Why do I know Black that? Black Panther. Oh, okay. okay and yeah, the first Creed cool, cool. movie. Okay, yeah, yeah. Just I'm because down. with Absolutely. both
0: Black Panther and what seemingly from Wakanda Forever, he's used to balancing really large casts. Uh and mm-hmm. Marvel clearly trusts him. Uh that would be my guess for Secret Wars. Now we get to Blade, who just lost a director. Having seen a recent project of his, I think the door is wide open for Michael Giacchino to direct the blade movie because of the job Mm. that he just did with werewolf by night. Now, granted Mm. it's a different style of dark storytelling. It's blatantly an homage to the universal monsters, but he, that has such specific attention to detail that I would not be surprised at all. If his skills translate to other things. Uh, Plus he's already worked with Marvel for a really long time. He's did the entire Spider-Man trilogy with Tom Holland. I think he knocked out of the park with the music. But his directing for Werewolf by Night was surprisingly great. Uh, And I think the tone of that could translate perfectly well to Blade. So it's also wouldn't be unheard of because Kevin Feige likes to pick those obscure names that he trusts. So I'm putting my money on it now more so than Ryan Coogler for Secret Wars. I can absolutely see and I really hope Michael Giacchino for um, Blade. If not Michael Giacchino, I guess I can settle for Mike Flanagan. But, you know... (laughs) Sam
1: Raimi coming back David F Sandberg
0: (laughs) David F Sandberg leaves Shazam to do Blade instead
1: dog say I mean I don't want that to happen to Shazam but I'd be down yeah (laughs) (laughs) James Gunn makes a return for Blade Uh, no actually I I don't hate
0: that I don't hate that no he's gonna be too busy with DC stuff uh but it's just been a while since DC makes
1: movies now Mm.
0: <laughs> let's just say i think in about three weeks we're gonna get some major announcements of some things i'll just
1: we'll, oh wait no no no. no. we'll stick Hold a pin on. in why? that for
0: three weeks if no, i'm right
1: no, 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 what? we'll okay. stick a pin
0: in that for three weeks if i remember to we'll t- see if i'm right about that
1: probably he not <laughs> uh,
0: it's just now now this seems more likely of why we didn't get any phase six announcements at D, uh d23 this past year just like we were expecting it we we're expecting it and maybe this is why because they're just like uh the stove is on fire guys we should probably you know put the fire out before we start setting the table yeah uh, absolutely and oh, once again we talked about it last week but we got to reiterate it here Kevin he needs help he is stretched way too thin with these projects i think had he not been Dealing with so much other stuff and so many other projects, he would have caught the blade problems a lot sooner. Uh, and mm-hmm. that—that's apparently a lot of problems. Uh, it's just give the man some help. And also, this is probably what the MCU needed right now. Is just let stuff breathe. Because I feel like Marvel now is we've got some new form of Marvel content literally every week that you got to keep on track of. I'm just like let's. Mm-hmm. Let's just let some stuff sit for a little bit. Let's digest some stuff before we consume the next Marvel whatever. Like, yeah. that's allowed to be a thing. Feige and Bob paycheck.
1: I and I, I definitely think that's more uh, directed at Bob because uh, he definitely that Feige. If the last fifteen years have have you know shown anything foggy's totally okay with letting stuff breathe he's totally okay with taking time with their storytelling i mean geez that first arc took was was forever um i but it definitely like i i i i'm okay like i said i'm okay with this I'd, i'd rather have uh give give everybody a little bit more time to get their feet under them so we don't like all of a sudden start making terrible movies
0: So, speaking of making terrible
1: movies,
0: (laughs) video game adaptations usually are that. Uh, However, Josh and I will always maintain that there's one or two exceptions. There might be a new big boy on campus when it comes to video game adaptations, as we have the first trailer for the Super Mario Bros. animated movie from uh, Illumination. The same people that did Despicable Me and the Benedict Cumberbatch Grinch and all Secret Life Pets and stuff like that. I'll be honest, this trailer is perfection-like. <laughs> oh, oh okay. my gosh. It is the most perfect Mario Brothers trailer you can have if you put it on mute. um, <laughs> <laughs> Because I wanted to give Chris Pratt's Mario the benefit of the doubt. I was one of the few people going, hey, he's great in the Lego movie as Emmett. Let's give him a chance. He has voice acting experience. But God, does that not sound like Mario at all? It just sounds like Chris Pat in a recording booth. Everyone else sounds great. I'm so amped for Jack Black's Bowser. He sounds perfect. And I think it's just because he's got slightly more voice acting experience than... Chris Pratt, just because and we put it in the jar kung fu panda has an entire trilogy <laughs> but also i feel like he also voiced poe in the kung fu panda tv series on netflix as well he so he has more time in that world his bowser sounds so good also i know it's just a little bit of it but i love Keiko michael key as toad that actually gets I me do st- too. i'm so amped for this but also like even before the trailer came out we got this just gorgeous poster and honestly first ballot hall of famer when it comes to movie posters this is wow i know some people like it's too busy it's mario it's bright vivid and colorful and you kind of immediately get a sense of what all the worlds are there's fun easter eggs there's toad I don't need anything else. <laughs>
1: what more do you want? I don't need anything else because
0: Toad is the best. My main for Double Dash is always Toad and Red Koopa. I don't know why, but that's my go-to.
1: Red Koopa? Really? Toad and Red oh, Koopa dog. in
0: um the little bullet car for Double Dash. I don't know why. Dude, that's my combo. I miss
1: the crap out of Double Dash. Oh, what a game.
0: You know, the one-off features but... that all Mario Kart
1: have. <laughs> yeah of course um yeah but like it was it was a cool like the 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 first the, bit, the, the whole the whole Bowser bit was fantastic I love the idea of like Bowser's castle is just something that flies around and then it like locks down in and like it's more of a ship than it than it is an actual castle um I, Jack Black is gonna kill it uh I I love that there's t- th- when he finally gets the star or whatever it would have been very very easy for his voice acting to slip into a poism with with uh you know who's gonna stop me like that's good i can i can exactly i could totally see him mm-hmm. slipping and going into that direction but he definitely intentionally put some certain inflections on it to make it different than poe um now i am in the minority here and i understand that i am not a fan of it but i do not outright hate chris pratt's uh mario voice um i think they're definitely leaning more towards the brooklyn mario style voice than the, than they are the italian which is a part of me that's like yeah like i feel a ta- like a straight-up italian might be a little like cringy maybe i don't know I, i'm not exactly sure but it, 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 they're definitely going more with a Brooklyn style, and if that's the case, it's not. It's not bad. It's not great, but it's not bad.
0: There's a really good counter argument that I've heard to the Chris Pratt voice is in almost all the Mario games, Mario is a silent protagonist for about ninety percent mm-hmm. of the game. You do not hear him speak for long stretches of time because honestly do you really want to hear Mario's voice? It's the same argument for why I never want a full-fledged Yoda movie. It's like, yeah, mm-hmm. his dialect is really cool in small doses, but I don't know if I'd want two hours of Yoda speak. I don't know if I want two hours of Mario speak. And maybe that's something that they took into consideration for this because more often than not, Mario has a couple lines, but you're, since you're playing as him, it's a lot of just, Yahoo! it's just little noises yeah, here and there. Exactly. Just like, grunts like any other video game character the dialogue is saved for other people like toad like luigi who we get a little bit of luigi i have complete faith in charlie day because oh it's always sunny in mushroom kingdom that's that should be an episode right there because (laughs) that just sounds too perfect and danny devito can voice wario
1: Oh my gosh! If Wario and Luigi and uh, don't appear in this movie, I'm gonna cry. Uh, that's my next. That's Waluigi my, guy. is my guys. is the most
0: underrated Mario <laughs> character.
1: <laughs> he really is, and um, to to that credit of of that point, um, you could say the same thing about Bowser. Uh, this is kind of the first time we're really hearing a lot of like Bowser dialogue that's not like a really grovelly grunts. Um, and I don't, and so I I, I think part of this is a lot of people say i kind of being mad and just i think it's all uh, just pratt hate i get it i understand why you would hate pratt i understand that however you also don't get to be like i hate pratt so that uh, so facto means that his mario voice is terrible not necessarily so like i just i as all all things we do on this podcast let's try to keep a critical eye on it but like obviously understand that like we ha- we ourselves have biases on this on these certain um situations um i think even with that it's not a great voice but it's not terrible i'll take it i, I and to be fair we really didn't hear all that much of it either um so well, I guess we'll we'll see what happens when the actual full-fledged trailer full front bleh, full flip full flip Oh my gosh, we are bad full today. Full fledged the full-fledged trailer comes out. Uh I cuz we still need more Luigi. We need to see Peach. Peach is going to be interesting as well, I Taylor-Joy. I, <laughs> I think there's going to just I think we are not ready necessarily mentally as a, as a fan base to see if like go down that list of characters, like that argument can go for all of them. We haven't really he- heard these people actually talk. So it's going to be interesting to hear actual dialogue from them, from these characters, from these actors. So it's, I'm curious as to your thoughts. And cause you and I have this, this kind of conversation all the time. I've seen a lot of people say, That the original the guy that has always voiced Mario should have been the pick to voice him in this film. Now, I know you and I are very much of a say like the kind of people to be like like in solo, people were super upset that they didn't pick that really good Harrison Ford impersonator to be solo. That doesn't necessarily in hindsight they should have. Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh how about hindsight's 2020. Um, in this (laughs) scenario, can we we just
0: retire that phrase now? Because
1: hindsight was
0: 2020 and 2020
1: sucked. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but in this scenario, I also, I, I, as much as I love the dude and his story's amazing and that he's has such a dedicated, you know, dedication to this character, I don't know if I go with that either because like you said, he's just made noises kind of. So it might come off as kind of cringe or or almost like, I don't want to say racist because that's not the the term, but like it just feels weird to hear somebody act like they're Italian.
0: Again, uh, Josh and I are always in favor of just use the voice actor. I'm not a big fan of celebrity voice castings unless it's something like the Lego movie where Chris Pratt was making it playing a completely new character with mm-hmm. Emmett, or mm-hmm. Jack Black with Poe, or uh, anybody from How to Train Your Dragon for Josh, because those are Yay. completely original stories, but if there's source materials, a la Sonic the Hedgehog 2, they got the actual voice actress that plays Tails to voice Tails, and that really, really worked. Voice actors need to be recognized as actual actors. Um, so, I'm of two minds, of maybe bringing him back, but at the same time, we have not seen this movie yet. I want to give it the benefit of the mm-hmm. doubt of... In the context of this movie... Maybe the voice that they're going for fits better than what the game Mario is. Like, what's, what's the broader context here? I yeah. will say, though... You have flashbacks to baby Mario... I'm going to want that thing to die because baby Mario <laughs> is just the worst thing to exist in Mario canon. There was plenty of times that I was playing Yoshi's Island and I just let that sucker float away. I was
1: tired <laughs> I of that. I don't care about my lives. Go I ahead and die. <laughs> I checked
0: so far. We don't have any confirmation of Yoshi or princess Daisy casting. And y'all for Heather's sake, you better have Yoshi in this movie or heads <laughs> will roll because she is a hardcore Yoshi fan because, you know, Yoshi is just the best. Or, you know, don't he put is. Yoshi in this movie and make it a whole Yoshi's Island spin-off movie with an island of Yoshi's a multicolored and it's a prequel to this I movie. Actually,
1: and it's a prequel oh to this gosh. movie. I, I saw actually that. really like that idea. Hold on, hold on. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. And it's, it's a prequel. This set up the the uh, the battle that will be Mario and Luigi against Wario and Waluigi. Like, come on. That's just, oh, that writes itself. And suck. their next there's door neighbors fun- are a whole
0: bunch of monkeys. The Donkey oh Kongs.
1: I just, there's so much in this world that is super exciting to kind of finally tap into story-wise that, I I guess I'm just not trying, I'm not getting hung up on uh, voices just maybe a little bit different from somebody who I feel is not that great of a person. But, like, I'm excited for the film regardless.
0: Lastly, for our news, because it's a super, super dry news week this week, if we're talking about Five Nights at Freddy's willingly. uh, Jason Blum, the poor man, the poor, poor guy. Every time he gets on any form of social media, Hey! Whoa, what are you gonna talk about five nights of Freddy's guys I'm here to promote the next and probably final Halloween movie what then what's what are you gonna update about five nights of Freddy's okay I have news for y'all we got the script approved we have a director and we're starting to film it soon yay can you leave me alone now please <laughs> like I'm I'm still amazed at the five nights of Freddy's fandom let's be honest like what 10 years past the initial hype because was it 2012 2013 2014 was those like the prime markiplier era mm-hmm. five nights at freddys years it's i feel like they've been trying to get a movie ever since then but uh, was mm-hmm. scott cawthorne is the guy that created five nights at freddys and it's like the jk rowling of yeah. being uber possessive of the franchise and going we're not making this movie until it's perfect well they just added you know The most perfect piece that you could add to this in Jim Henson's puppet production company is the one making the puppets for Five Nights at Freddy's and going. The script could be terrible. You could cast. Oh, I don't know. Amanda Seyfried. And I would still see this movie because you've got at least the dolls correctly. You got the animatronics correctly. The only problem is, at least to me. You took so, so long making this movie that something else has already come along and surpassed you in this called <laughs> Willy's Wonderland. Willy's Wonderland is just a Five Nights at Freddy's movie. I don't know if you could top Five uh, Willy's Wonderland because you're not going to cast Nicolas Cage. I just know you, Blumhouse. You're not. And without Nicolas Cage, I don't know if I'm interested. I've never bought the hype with Five Nights at Freddy's. I remember... Sitting in um, some dudes' rooms in college, and we would watch it. But like, it was a communal experience. But other than that, I know there's deep history and lore and whatever else. I've just never got into it. They're all exactly the same. And now, all the people are coming after me. Uh, what else is new? Josh, are, I don't know if we've talked about this. What are your thoughts on Five Nights and Freddy's? The game, the movie, everything.
1: I mean, Five Nights at Freddy's is like iconic video uh, video game horror. Um, I don't know if video game horror would really be... How do I say this? It's a staple and changed the game in a lot of ways. Um, uh, Horror video games are bigger than they ever have been. They're better than they ever have been these days. Um, Five Nights at Freddy's definitely started a lot of people's love and being like oh you can like elicit other emotions like stuff like dead space stuff like um um oh geez uh i just had a like a whole list in my head but like just go look at Markiplier's like catalog it's fine um mortuary <laughs> assistant yeah mortuary assistant there's um the dark uh, um oh and the dark descent like there's uh slenderman the rival like there's so many really 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 good actually legitimately scary games out there that i don't think would still would exist without five nights of freddy kind of creating that buzz and creating that love that being said it's not a game for me um <laughs> it's it's not something i i've particularly enjoyed i've enjoyed the uh the most recent one more than i did this one uh what is it Fr- uh freddy fosbear's um or whatever it's like the new one that that mark and, and jack have played and it's it's pretty cool it's a much bigger world there's more going on more puzzles it, it seems more like a game i would play that's not just scares for the scare's sake um so it'll be interesting to see what direction they go with here uh it, to me you either go old school and go put like somebody in a chair in a room uh with no and he just has to stay alive every night um uh, i don't know what kind of story you build from there uh is the problem um unlike something like what the new game has to offer which is there is a story there is a direction that we need to go there is I, I, obviously like there's a mystery to unravel if you're if you get into all, all of the lore behind Fre- in the five nights at Freddy's, but like at the same time you have to be very careful as to how you put the story out there because otherwise you're just you're just creating like a boring um experience, and that's not what the, what you really want. Um, I think my pitch is still go ahead with the original. Um, or if 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 you're if you're not, go with you know what the, the the new game is, where it's literally like a giant like Dave and Busters lot level uh of Chuck E. Cheese, like huge. Um make the security security guard. I don't know, have him be played by the guy that does poke polka dot man, uh David or something. Yeah. Make it because like that to me, he's like the perfect, like, all right, I'm a reluctant hero in this story for some reason because I have a job that I hate, but I've got to get paid. So, so not Jay Barishel. <laughs> correct. Uh, <laughs> I I would I don't not know. hate Jay. Yeah, no, I agree. I think there's a lot of ways you that you can make this work. Um Honestly, I want to say what would be really interesting, but that makes Jim Henson's creature shop feel like a waste is to make it a found footage (laughs) stuff. I was literally
0: just about to ask, would you want this to be a found footage or not?
1: I, I think it, I think, a to separate itself from Willy's Wonderland, b to uh make it feel something closer to the games um i think you almost have to do a found footage but at the same time that feels like having somewhat like as big of a name like jim henson's creature shop to come in and do those do all the costumes and the puppets puppets and stuff it feels like a waste if they're just go if they're gonna you're gonna slap it on a found found footage style film um now maybe i'm wrong in that but like to me it, you either go big or you go small. Like you can't, there, there's no way to go somewhere. It's Blumhouse. I won't go super mind. big. Correct.
0: As per usual, this week's episode is sponsored by Public, your one-stop shop for all things Uncharted Media merch, whether it's t-shirts, stickers, magnets, notepads, whatever you want with the Uncharted Media logo or other fantastic designs. Uh, and also, if you haven't already subscribed to us on YouTube, we're only eight subscribers away from 700. Uh, help us get to 700 before the 200. I think that'd be a cool to try and get done, fun. get the 700th before the 200th as uh yeah, we've got the 200th episode of the Uncharted Media Podcast coming around the corner, as you can tell by episode 197 that this is uh, and if you haven't already, subscribe to us on whatever audio platform you're listening to us on with iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, YouTube once again if you haven't shared us with other movie fans that you might think would like the show do that, help us get to 700 and you know a few weeks we can get there together now enough of the commercials let's talk about halloween one more time probably at least for at least another five ten years we'll get more halloween's but it'll probably be a while i'd imagine depending on
1: i'd hope so depending on how <laughs>
0: this depending on how well ends does because if ends does well We'll probably get more. If it does not do well, we'll get more just much, much later. Like a 10 years versus a five years type of situation. Remake Halloween 3. Gosh dang it. I don't care that it's the one with no Michael Myers. I want to see snakes coming out of a dead child's mouth. <laughs>
1: Horror fans are terrible people. Let's just like, well, let's like be the clear. Form. The
0: child was not dead when the snake was coming out of his mouth. Yeah. He was still twitching. Oh, yeah. You know
1: what? That makes it so much better. You're he right. He was still twitching. Bad. It's fine. <laughs> I, uh, I, I just want to remake of resurrection. I, I feel like that could be a lot. What's of Buster Rhymes doing
0: nowadays. He's not jaw rule. <laughs>
1: oh man yeah let, let's dive in because there's so many like really it's so interesting that like halloween is one of those those franchises that like even just between you and me like i love the original but my favorite is definitely resurrections but for different reasons That's that i so love weird <laughs> it's so weird i know because it's also like the one that has like the least to do with everything the entire canon um but you know it is what it is it's it's the, I, I i like the new ones as well but i i think depending on the timeline you're going for uh i there was a, a a a review i was listening to like earlier uh yesterday that was this was like halloween is the choose your own adventure of the halloween really <laughs> is of the horror genre because you can just you have to start at one, obviously. But then you know, hey, you could jump straight to Resurrections, or um, hey, you could uh, go to two, three, four, and the uh, what is it? Yeah, this is like those four, I think.
0: Yeah, 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 let's let's get into it. As Josh said, no matter what you're watching, no matter what timeline you're talking about, you've got to start with the original 1978 classic john carpenter's halloween if we're being really specific about it you know it's the Mm -hmm, one that's mm -hmm. on the wall here that's in every single episode whether you realize it or not that this is what the poster is behind me here uh was always yeah we'll almost always have my michael behind me halloween means a great deal to me and i'm sure to josh as well um but it's funny so the first one you get michael myers who kills his sister Uh, When he's six years old, for 15 years, he's locked away with Dr. Loomis trying to help rehabilitate him for the first seven years that he's there. And then the next eight he spends trying to keep him locked up because he knows what's behind that boy's eyes is purely and simply evil. uh, Because he spent years looking at the wall, looking past the wall, looking through the wall, dreaming about this one night. Oh, God, I love the original movie so much. Uh, (laughs) But so, Michael escapes due to really crappy security and a storyline that actually somehow gets brought up again in Halloween 6 of Michael steals a car and even though he's mentally a six-year-old knows how to drive perfectly uh, but that that actually is attempted to be remedied in part six but we'll get there um,
1: <laughs> I don't think it, it, it in my it, to be clear, in my opinion, it is not remedy. No. But okay, yeah. Part go for six it. has
0: many issues, but it's weird that the one is one thing that they're just like, you know what is a plot thread that we need to figure out. How did Michael drive? <laughs> Even Dr. Loomis calls attention to it, it's like maybe someone around here has been giving him lessons. Which Loomis, why are you parked in the handicap zone? You don't use a cane until part five. Come on now. That's I don't care that there's no other cars around. You don't do that. You don't, you don't park li- in the handicap no, you, zone. What's it the line you, from A-Team? You, you can't park there. That's a handicapped zone.
1: <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, like, you know, you've never lied to the government to, to be able to park in a handicapped spot? Come on, man. <laughs>
0: so Michael escapes, goes back to his hometown um, of Haddonfield, Illinois, which is a completely made-up town, at least in the Illinois sense. Haddonfield is a real town. In New Jersey, uh, but he goes to Haddonfield, Illinois, which is the most California-looking Illinois you'll ever see. Uh, yeah, it just kind of <laughs> is chilling in his house, eating dogs and whatnot until he sees.
1: Apparently, that's just okay, I guess. I, yeah, I I don't know why that's
0: in there, but um, he sees the realtor's daughter, Lori Strode. He's just like <sighs> doesn't speak. He's just I don't know. he's just he kind of breathes. He just breathes and decides to follow her and a kid she's babysitting.
1: That's what he does. He just is like, no. I just, I just had this, sorry, this mental picture of like (laughs) them panning to him and he's breathing or whatever, and like we expect nothing, and then Chris Pratt's Mario comes, Mushroom Kingdom, here we come. (laughs) So Michael
0: follows Laurie Strode and the kid that she's babysitting, Tommy Doyle. Who, you know, again, just we'll keep referencing part six. Tommy Do no, will come back into play later. Um but Michael starts picking off Lori's friends one by one until she eventually has one big encounter with him. Uh she survives by stabbing him in the eye with a coat hanger, and then, you know, falling down the no. Does she fall down the stairs before or after? No, she falls down the stairs before. Yeah.
1: Stuff happens. Because <laughs>
0: She stabs him with the eye, she sits up, they fight at the top of the staircase, and then Loomis shoots him six times. How many times? I shot him six times! And then he shoots him off the balcony, Um, Loomis goes to check the body, and there is no body. Thus concludes Halloween, the original horror horror masterpiece, and then Michael's not there. Now, after the first Halloween, we already have a split in the timeline of going, well, we're already branching off uh let's go into halloween 2 but put a pin in the original halloween for now we'll come back to that later halloween 2 1981's halloween 2 takes place mere minutes after the original halloween with jamie Lee curtis coming back as laurie um ben tramer who was mentioned very very briefly in the original halloween as a love interest for laurie is in it very very briefly, but he had a hot date somewhere else and goes out in a blaze of glory, literally getting run over by a cop and exploded, which I'm just going I love, that. I love that for him. Because some reason Ben Tramer has a pitch perfect hollow a Michael Myers costume, even though this is Michael's first night killing people. And again, this cop didn't know that he was looking for Michael, so he just more or less completely ran over a kid.
1: Uh, but Lori's in the hospital. <laughs> in other news, cops kill people on accident. And they blow up. <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> and they're like, oh, crap.
0: It's the wrong kid. Which, how did they get Michael Myers' dental records? I've I've always kind of been curious don't, about that. Don't,
1: don't, don't, don't ask I'm questions you don't everything. want the answers uh,
0: to. So Lori goes to the hospital. Loomis is still looking for Michael. Because Michael's on the loose. And here's where we said it's a branch in the timeline. Because Halloween 2... As a reveal that kind of defined the franchise for about 80% of this entire series' run. And I'll be honest, Josh, I missed this detail the first time we were watching this. Whether I completely <laughs> zoned out during the one critical scene, or I just was not paying attention. Uh, but it is revealed by one of the nurses from the original Halloween. Shows up to Loomis and goes, "Lori Strode, the girl she's that Michael's chasing? That's actually Lori Myers, Michael Myers' baby sister, and everyone's going, Oh, hi, Motive. Why did you have to leave us? Michael didn't have a motive before. making him terrifying. Now he just kills family members. Oh, I I don't hate it as much as some other people, but it's definitely controversial in the Halloween bubble of you like when they're connected or not
1: yeah and like i am i don't hate it but i don't like it either because like it's kind of like in the 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 whole jason stuff like i love the first one but i hate that it's revealed that he's he's still alive this whole time so like it, I, I don't hate that they become that you know it's because they're brother and sister but it's at the same time of like okay cool so then he's just been targeting lori for no reason because there's no reason no way that he would know that She's his baby sister. Um, Kay, whatever, man. I, I don't know. And then again, you know, later on, um, we get more of an explanation as to why, but it's like, that dreaded I, part. It doesn't six. make sense.
0: That dreaded part six, man. Um, so yeah, Michael is stalking Lori. And honestly, for me, it's a three-way tie as to what my favorite Halloween sequel is, 2, 4, or H2O, because they're all so drastically different. I really like mm-hmm. what 2 is doing because it's much more of a cat-and-mouse game of, yeah, for some reason, a hospital doesn't have power, so all the hallways are dark. And for some reason, Halloween, you know, I'd imagine one of the busiest nights of the year, has no one in the hospital and all the doctors are drunk doing something else. Really? Really? Yeah. Uh, but Lori hiding from small Michael. Town
1: in, <laughs> small town, Illinois. Mm.
0: Lori hiding from Michael with a very, very obvious wig. Uh, but here's one of the big defining moments. They fill up a room uh, with anesthesia or anesthetic or some form of like uh gas. They fill up with gas and Loomis. Sets a lighter on fire, turns a lighter on that he stole from one of the cops when Ben Tramer blew up. He stole the lighter from one of the cops.
1: Which is, like, such an odd thing to take from the scene of a crash. Like, okay, dude. He asked one of
0: the other cops, he's like, you got a light? Yeah, sure. For some reason, the cop hands him the lighter instead of just lighting it for him. Takes the lighter, just slips it in his pocket. That's a detail I didn't notice till like, my fourth or fifth time watching (laughs) it. so they blow Which is, up uh,
1: <laughs> that's a, like a common thing that uh the smokers do to each other actually so it's just <laughs> there's steel that. lighters yeah yeah, yeah exactly that's, you don't you that's why that is why it's customary to light it for them because otherwise you don't know they might just take your lighter and forget about it oh so like, like oh
0: hey man can i borrow your pocket knife
1: yeah exactly and then all of a sudden it
0: never comes back anyway uh <laughs> <laughs> remember kids that trend of, hey, can I borrow your pen? That extends to adulthood, basically. <laughs> so, yes. yeah, Dr. Loomis and Michael Myers both explode in a blaze of glory temporarily. Um, but then Lori thinks she's finally killed Michael Myers. He comes walking out of the fire in a honestly really impressive fire stunt. Like, that's a long shot of Michael coming out of the yeah, fire. It is. Even yeah, though he's blatantly scary. wearing a fire suit. Uh, you're like, oh, Michael survived. And then he immediately face plants and dies, and then Mr. Sandman plays, and everyone's happily ever after with Jimmy. Bring back Jimmy! Halloween ends! Come on, recanonize Jimmy! Gosh dang it! She said she's been married twice. Ben Tramer and Jimmy, make it happen. Officially canonize that, please. It's all I want. Uh, but then... It's all I want from this series, outside of it to make sense. Uh, that That's too much of an <laughs> ask. So, we fast forward seven years to 1988 to Halloween 4, The Return of Michael Myers. Why do we skip three? We'll, we'll come back to that. That's his own timeline. But we're continuing on with this Laurie Strode thing. Too bad. Laurie Strode is dead. Sucks to suck. Uh, we'll delve more into that again in H2O, which I'm is not part of this timeline for this, for the sake of this argument. Uh, We get to Halloween 4, The Return of Michael Myers, and Michael Myers is somehow alive he's just been in a coma for 10 years and also loomis is alive and has butt face because he openly says in the movie whether this is intended as a joke or not he has skin grafts to which i'm just going hey eh, you probably have a butt face uh you and do. it's either the right, fourth or the, the fifth one the that he's got from. really bad like makeup on his face that looks like scrambled egg and he openly said so in the movie that he's just like
1: it looks bad i hate that i hate that <laughs> uh
0: but so michael is back and alive because he finds out lori strode had a daughter off screen because jamie Lee curse didn't want to come back and they had to keep the family connection somehow so they bring danielle harris's jamie lloyd uh, who's been adopted by a separate family uh looked after by her babysitter slash foster sister rachel who kind of is the lori surrogate character for halloween 4 and honestly i really like this one for the most part some of the teenagers are kind of annoying but that's a staple of halloween am i missing Uh, anything halloween 4 wise josh
1: nah dude (laughs) no it's all you man i don't i very very vaguely remember halloween 4 josh can take
0: resurrection
1: yeah, I got you on Resurrection, dog. <laughs> that's the, I just think that's so
0: weird. Resurrection is Josh's go to Halloween. So, um, Jamie's running from Michael. Uh, they eventually, I'll be honest, in terms of all the ways that quote unquote Michael has died, this is the lamest. Um, Michael just gets basically murdered by a bunch of rednecks. He just gets shotgunned to death and falls yeah. on a well. Um, yeah, that sounds right. Okay. If y'all got mad at the angry mob in Halloween Kills, I'm just like, there was an angry mob in Halloween 4. There is precedent for this in the Halloween franchise. It's not unheard of. They killed a kid in Halloween 4 and then kind of completely glossed over the fact. They're just like, that wasn't Michael. That was Ted Forrester's kid. Oh. Moving on. Like, it's a, thing, it's a <laughs> gift from what's the car one? It's like, oh
1: anyway like that's exactly how they treated him. he shot a kid okay fine let's yeah. move on um yeah it's kind of like when they when later down the road when they uh they think they kill michael by running him into a tree with a car and then they're like oh wait it was somebody else the whole time whoa uh, and then they just don't acknowledge the impact that that death would have
0: <laughs> yeah yeah so the end of halloween four michael is supposedly dead Uh, But then, we get a point of view, just like the original Halloween, of someone holding a knife, a small person holding a knife, except this time it's scissors, and it's Jamie Lloyd murdering her foster mom, standing at the top of the stairs with bloody scissors, looking like, exactly like six-year-old Michael. Are you curious where that storyline goes? Too bad! Sucks for you, because it completely gets forgotten about and retconned away for Halloween 5 from 1989, Revenge of Michael Myers, which... For some reason just completely retcons that away whether it was a dream a psychotic episode no one really knows because the Weinstein's didn't want wasn't Weinstein's yet I don't think it was the Akkad's um Mustafa Akkad did not want child murderer to be Halloween 5 which I'm just like
1: but Michael but but that's like been the cruts cruts of the whole series. What are you talking about? <laughs> but
0: but it gets better, Josh. It gets better. Instead of Jamie oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Instead of Jamie being the murderer for Halloween 5, The Revenge of Michael Myers, she somehow has become mute for
1: reasons. Not explain reasons, just reasons. Just reason. And it's she, really funny like that we're sitting here going, we love this series so much, and now we're sitting here absolutely tearing massive plot holes in it's it. It's because 5 and 6 <laughs> suck
0: balls. I hate 5 and 6 so much. They literally have two cops that make clown shoe noises when they walk. I hate it so much. Uh, but Jamie, for some reason, is mute and has a psychic connection with Michael Myers. Also, we really hope you don't like the Rachel character from part four, the really cool babysitter that was very much like Laurie Strode in the original. Yeah, she dies in the first, like, 20 minutes with scissors getting shoved down her throat and going, ah, it's a bit excessive. And also, you know, you turned a character that was not sexualized at all in the fourth one and just made her eye candy in the fifth one for the few minutes that she was on screen. Not a huge fan of that either. Uh, (laughs) That stuff happens in, oh... Stuff happens in five and we're introduced to the franchise's worst character. I don't care about Buster Rhymes on your list of like worst Halloween characters. Tina in part five is the single worst character okay. in any of the Halloween movies. Okay. Oh my gonna God, <laughs> Tina is annoying. <laughs> No, like, yeah, I know some people... people some excuse
1: people... me, Buster Rhymes is like top ten best characters no, in the Halloween no, not series. not even close. But some people
0: really no, hate yeah. Buster Rhymes, and some people really hate the characters in Resurrection, which I get. You've got Lucky the Irish Kid. Uh, but Tina is the worst. Shut up, Tina! I'm glad you got stabbed! And also, like, Michael drives a car in the woods. It's weird and stupid. Uh, but eventually, Dr. Loomis, you know, almost kills jamie and attempt to use her as bait to get michael myers because loomis has gone off the cuckoo train in this one um and it supposedly had a heart attack at the end of five because they didn't know whether or not they get donald pleasant's back so he has a heart attack at the end of five because uh, reasons uh and then michael gets arrested but don't worry michael has a special prison buddy wait i'm a. I'ma rework that he has no, a special no. prison that, buddy that was introduced not no, that, early that's staying in. that's Michael staying Myers has in. a special prison buddy that was introduced early in the movie that doesn't even have a name called The Man in Black, and all Halloween fans sigh collectively because we know where this is going, so the people that made Halloween Five were like, we need a hook for Halloween Six while they're writing five they're already they were sony amazing spider-man doing this of thinking way too far ahead they're going we need a we need a mystery for part six we introduce this character called the man in black who is it that's for the people that made part six to figure out great idea let's do that uh so the people that made part five have no idea who the man in black is but the man in black breaks michael out of prison and kills all the cops that were in five that were actually As far as the franchise goes, some of the better cops, I actually really like the cops that are in 4 and 5. They're good people. Um, Then the Man in Black breaks Michael out of prison, and that's how the movie ends, which leads us to Halloween 6. Oh, sweet baby Paul Rudd. What did you do here? Uh, This is a big turning point for the franchise because, oh, oh, boy. There's two different versions of this movie. Let's just put it that way. There's the producer's cut and there's the theatrical cut. And they're drastically different and both suck, but suck for different reasons. So the premise of Halloween 6 is we flash forward in time to a teenage slash young adult, Jamie Lloyd, who is probably 18 to 20 at the time, but not played by Danielle Harris in a huge legal battle of... The studio didn't want to bring her back because she wasn't eight; she was seventeen and would be turning eighteen. They didn't want to treat her as an adult, whatever something. So she paid a whole bunch of lawyers of to get her emancipated so from her parents, so that way she could be treated as an adult on set. Once the, all the paperwork goes through, they go, "Yeah, we don't want to pay you more. So uh, thanks, bye. We're getting some other actress because we're gonna kill you really quickly." Yeah, Jamie, the one that you've been emotionally invested in for the past two movies, gets killed off. depending on which cut you're watching, either it gets impaled by farming equipment, or that moorily injures her, and Michael stabs her... No. The man in black snuffs her out with a pillow in the hospital while she's recovering. Either way, sucky, and how dare you get emotionally invested in Jamie. But the thing is, there's always gotta be a Strode somehow. So Jamie was pregnant, and now has a small baby. And... It's not outright stated in the movie, but it's implied in certain versions that the baby might have been Michael's. And I'm going. I don't like what this franchise has become. I still like this franchise, but this is the one we don't think about.
1: <laughs> uh. I think it's because the like the implications of what what that would entail is so weird of what like where we are like. He's not, like, a sexual predator, so it's like, why would he... That would mean that he was able to find love. Oh, but that, that would mean that that would be consensual. Oh, I don't, I don't know like
0: where this is going. This is weird. So, apparently the reason why Michael has offspring, and why he kills all of his family members, is because...
1: I don't get paid enough for this. Uh... I believe you, you don't get paid. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Like I,
0: like I don't get excited lamenting about how bad the franchise got and the highs and lows <laughs> of the Halloween franchise. Michael apparently kills everyone in his family because he is a member of the Cult of Thorn. A evil demonic cult that basically worships and follows the ritual of Samhain. Or Samhain, if you're donald pleasance and don't know how to properly pronounce the word (laughs) which actually saw when was first teased in halloween 2 like the 1981 one when it was written on a uh, blackboard in a school that they visit real quick um going really you set the stage that soon uh they don't think they meant for it to pay off that much here's the thing with halloween 6 there's a lot of loose plot threads from five and previous movies that had to be put together uh and daniel farrens the writer of the movie. Was a huge fan of the Halloween franchise. So he was really trying to tie everything together. As best as he could. It's just that. Other movies did not set him up for success. Which is why. Things like. The Man in Black. Being revealed to be. Dr. Wynn. Who was the doctor. And the head of. um, Smith's Grove Sanitarium. Where Michael was kept as a child. On paper is an interesting idea. And it's probably revealed. That he's the one that taught Michael to drive in the original movie. I'm going Ah! You tried. Bart Simpson with the cake. At least you tried. Like Daniel Farren's script sucks. The movie sucks. But I applaud his effort for trying to tie in one, four, five, six. Even Elements of Three with like the overly witchcraft and culty nature of stuff. Um just does not work. So Michael is a part of the curse of Thord, who basically have to kill members of their family in order for like the world to have a good harvest or something like that. I don't remember what it is. They're like eternally cursed. and They can't die or whatever. But also, this movie introduced the world to Paul Steven Rudd before he was on Friends, before he was in Clueless. He was in Halloween 6, The Curse of Michael Myers, which the name Curse of Michael Myers was a joke. Someone said the production had so much of a problem that they should call it The Curse of Michael Myers. And they're like, hey, hey let's do it. We don't care. We'll call it that. It's a great idea. <laughs> Which people call it the Pink Panther trilogy because the three Pink Panther movies are The Return, The Revenge, and The Curse. I'm going. No. Michael's gonna no, that's
1: hilarious. Michael's
0: gonna stalk somebody. Du-dum, du-dum, didum, 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 I would pay good money for <laughs> that.
1: An evil Pink Panther. And like uh there's I don't know why this is what's stuck in my head. Uh, but, like, the end of I th- think the first Pink Panther, he's like trying to say books in his fr- fr- terrible French accent. And, like, it sounds like he's saying boobs. Uh, it just, like, i just, but the idea of, like, Michael Myers being unable to say the word books is hilarious to me and should not ever be a thing. But it kind of needed to be a thing.
0: <laughs> so, Michael has this curse. Ah, um, oh, okay. Here's the weird thing. Six is one of my least favorite movies in the entire franchise, but it has the best looking Michael. The mask is perfect. The physique of the guy playing him is perfect. The mannerisms are great. It's just not a good movie. It's like the exact opposite of H2O, which is a great movie with a terrible Michael. It's a weird dichotomy there. Uh, We'll we'll roast the H2O man when we get there, because, who do I have things to say about Chris Durand? Um, But so, like I said, there was a theatrical cut. And a producer's cut of Halloween, which drastically changes the ending. Uh, I believe the theatrical version, I get them mixed up. I think the theatrical version, Paul, Stephen Rudd, uh, Ant Man himself, he doesn't go into Michael Myers' butt. He basically surrounds Michael with mystic rummy cube blocks or like backgammon squares. And Michael can't move ruins. because they're like, they have magic. Or the other version is Paul Rudd stabs Michael in the neck with Ninja Turtles ooze and then bludgeons him with a pipe. Either way, it's stupid. Uh, <laughs> unfortunately, unfortunately, this would be the last Halloween movie that Donald Pleasants would be in, which caused a bit of issues when they're reshooting stuff. There's several scenes where it's not Donald Pleasance. Um but we had to say farewell to Dr. Loomis, but they would use... Him in other movies, but we'll talk about that later uh that ends the Jamie Lloyd timeline, so it's a mixed bag to say the least uh but let's mm-hmm. rewind back to Halloween two uh from there Halloween one, Halloween two fast forward twenty years in the timeline and give or left la- give or take around that time in real life to nineteen ninety eight Halloween H2O is I guess what it is. H20 mm-hmm. 20 Halloween 20 years later. It's got a stupid name, but god do I love this movie. It's the like the shortest Halloween movie too. It's only like an hour and a half. Uh so we find out that Laurie
1: Strode fake <laughs> her death. You mean you mean to tell me that Resurrections has a longer to- run time? <laughs> I think so.
0: I think it does. Which now I'll, I'll, I'll talk about that when we get to Resurrections. But um, H2O, we find out that Laurie actually faked her death and is alive and well, going by the name of Carrie Tate and lives in California. Because, you know, they filmed the first movie in California. So let's just set the movie in California. Uh, Michael, I don't think they ever said how he escaped. He just escapes, kills the nurse from the original movie. He kills... Joseph Gordon-Levitt by putting an ice skate in his face, to which we all go. Love it. Aha! Third rock from the Levitt. Okay. Um, and I think that I think the kid's name is Jason not too. Best,
1: not your best. joke, my dude Now, third oh, rock from man. the pumpkin. I don't know,
0: but yeah, I no, think no. I think Joseph Joseph Gordon-Levitt's character's name is Jason, and he wears a hockey mask, which is kind of really really fun. Um, it's weird this opening kill scene. Uses the exact outfit from Halloween 6, but that outfit was not going to stay. Halloween H2O has a bunch of different masks and it's kind of weird. Uh so Michael Because Josh will know. He more or less just kind of steals the car from Jeepers Creepers and road trips to California.
1: Like, look, it's the exact same car it for Jeepers Creepers. The, the, the only other, like, explanation is that he just walks and then when he gets to California, steals someone's car. Like... I don't understand. Like it's so weird. Maybe, oh, maybe that's why. Oh no, I was gonna say maybe that's why we haven't had a Jeepers Creepers movie in a while, but one just came out. So there's there's that. No, no, uh, no,
0: we didn't. We haven't had a Jeepers Creepers movie in a while. <laughs>
1: uh, yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, no, he basically steals that van, that creepy van, and just drives it to California to go find Laurie or Carrie, whatever. So,
0: yeah, she is the headmistress of a private school, like a super, super preppy school. Now, this movie was written by Kevin Williamson, who wrote Scream. Not that you could tell at all from this script or anything. It doesn't feel like a 90s slasher movie, um, uh, for better or for worse. There's some jokes that really work. Others, like the principal, or whatever position he is, saying he's going to get his nipples pierced. I'm going, Gross. Didn't need that visual there, <laughs> Adam Arkin. Thank you for that. Um, but also, I think H2O has like the lowest body count for any horror for any of the Halloween movies. There's not a lot of people that die, primarily because there's not a lot of people. Also, this has LL Cool J because they realized, oh yeah, we haven't really had a lot of minorities in Halloween yet, and that, that he was very much just a marketing ploy. That being said. He puts in a really good performance, considering he's just there for marketing purposes. And he survives the whole thing. Spoiler alert. Even though he gets shot in the face. I don't know how he survives. How? Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Because like, how, the how thing do do is, you... they try and do this like fake out where like, Lori shoots somebody. She thinks it's Michael. But if you slow it down frame by frame, the person coming around the corner is actually LL Cool J. It's not Michael. So you're like, uh, uh, that doesn't. That's not how that works. Uh, but you have the first time Laurie has actual kids. Well, I mean, besides Jamie, uh, with Josh Hartnett in his first ever movie. Um, supposedly he was a douche backstage in terms of like not wanting to work with wardrobe, and so like he would always mess up his hair or whatever. I'm going, ugh, you bratty teens. Uh, and then you should have um, what's her face? Greatest Showman. Oh,
1: I'm Zendaya. Quite-
0: no. <laughs> oh, um it's like <laughs> Michelle Mo- not Michelle Monahan somebody. <laughs> uh, but I'm so Michael way too funny. <laughs> Michael comes to the school while everyone's away on camping to Yosemite, which is a weird thing. Um but instead of running away this time, Lori traps herself with Michael on the school campus and honestly one of my favorite moments in the entire um, franchise. She yells at her kid and her his girlfriend, do as I say! And gets out of town, just like she said to Tommy. Oh yeah, Tommy was in part six, whatever. Um, Same kid, but not. Um, she yells at her kids, just the, the exact same way she did in the original. Closes the gate behind her, so she's trapped in here with Michael. Breaks the glass. Gets one of those big old, like, fireman axes. Michael! I'm like, Oh, as much as I like Halloween 2018, still hasn't been able to top that moment in terms of, oh, you go get her. So here's where we start running into some issues. The finale is great. But boy, does this Michael Myers suck. First of all, there's like three or four different masks in this movie. uh, And all of them show his eyes. And, you know, according to Dr. Loomis, He has the blackest eyes, the devil's eyes. So we shouldn't see his eyes and, like, the skin around his eyeballs. It does not work. Uh, Also, we have a CGI mask at one point. And having now seen it it. in glorious 4K resolution. Oh, it is... So much
1: worse in high def. <laughs> Yeah, no, yeah. Did, did none of the masks really work for this at all. And isn't this the one where the, like, the, guy, the, the guy playing him does some, like, wacky things as far as, like, how he's acting as Michael?
0: Oh, I'm so glad you brought this up, Josh. <laughs> so, Chris Durand played Michael Myers in H2O. He had not seen any other Halloween movies and didn't feel he needed to see any other movies for reference. He wanted to do his own thing. Instead, he watched videos of cats stalking their prey. As he'd be like, oh, yeah, so when cats stalk their prey, they they purr and they growl. So whenever I would chase Jamie Lee, I would I would growl and I would purr under my breath so you could hear it through the mask. I'm going, what the heck? why that's the weirdest choice for you to make as an actor be like like. why is that a choice you thought was a good one i don't need michael myers to purr and meow like a cat he's the
1: there's other oh, types like of hunters out there it's like, why cats, of all things? Like, why not, like, an actual, like, like, a cougar? Or, like, like a lion? Or something, or even something that hunts at night? Or, like, like a bobcat or a lynx? Like, why pick, like, a house cat? Like, that's... They're so harmless! <laughs> see, okay, I have issue
0: with that, but there's something else I have a much bigger issue with, because you can't hear the purrs and the growls in the movie. This other boneheaded mistake you absolutely can see in the movie. So... Michael Myers is famous for doing the sit-up. If you haven't seen it before, picture The Undertaker. Like, they're lying on their back. They sit up like a crunch with their legs still out straight. You know, not to think about it, Undertaker probably just stole it from Michael Myers because, you know, Myers debuted almost 15 years before Undertaker. Yeah, um, yep, yeah.
1: it, It's creepy nonetheless.
0: So, you're lying on your back and you sit up. But that implies that you're lying on your back. So, there's one point in H2O where... Uh, Michael tries to go after Laurie, and he dives headfirst, and he misses, and Laurie runs out of the way. So, he's lying on his stomach. He is lying the wrong way, but the scene requires him to sit up, Undertaker-style, on his back. So what does this numbskull do? And it's on camera in the movie, he scooches his butt backwards like an inchworm so he can flip himself over to do the sit-up properly. I'm like, did no one catch this? Did no one catch that? We should, we should have done a whole side tangent of goofs that are still in Halloween movies because we completely didn't talk about the pink yeah. mask. We didn't talk about the pink mask in, in part four.
1: Mm-mm. Do you know about that, Josh? I I I do I am aware of it, but I have it's been I think I've seen part 4 like once cuz I, I had no desire to watch anything after that.
0: So it's only in a like two quick shots in the movie. And apparently the story goes that they're filming at like 3 a.m. in the morning. So part 4 way back in 88 there's a scene in a school and it was so late at night that they didn't have the right Michael Myers mask for some reason and so the the company that made the masks Made the wrong one, so it's like pink skinned Michael Myers that's blonde, but it was the only mask that they had. So, you in two shots, if oh, you slow it down, yeah, 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 you yeah. can see Captain Kirk with a sunburn basically, like yeeting Dr. Loomis out a window. I'm going, This is why we have dailies, people, so you can catch this. Uh, but yeah, bad Chris Durant sit up, uh, then they fight in the foyer. He does a Jeff Hardy and basically falls off a tall thing. Uh, Then he gets impaled like Olaf. And then you think he's dead and the hospital's wheeling him away. But unlike other horror movies, Laurie's like, nah, 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 nah. He gonna come back. So she hijacks the ambulance, crashes it. And somehow, I don't know how, she's totally fine. But she lodges Michael between a rock and a hard place. AKA a tree branch and the car she just flipped over. And then chops his mother Evan head off with with that axe from earlier. And it is so cool, except they had to steal the music at the end, the musical cue, from the Halloween soundtrack. Like, the actual, like, tape that they could find because they didn't have access to
1: the actual music. Oh, man. That sounds right, doesn't it? That's so, like... That's so like that's so like freaking that's so Hollywood, I can't even I that it makes me sad. I think the worst part about that is 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 it it's not resurrections, is it? What? It's the next the next in the very next Halloween movie, they're like, ah yes, but guess what? That wasn't Michael, he switched spots.
0: No no no, the next one is resurrection with that. Was-
1: okay so josh okay, okay. That's you
0: finally have the floor
1: you <laughs> have something to talk about all right. your time is up your time is now
0: <laughs> you can't see him his so, okay. time is now
1: <laughs> oh man so if i remember right then uh they they reveal basically in the beginning of the, of the film of resurrections that michael had switched spots with One of the medical, it's like either one of the medical staffs or one of the drivers. Uh, And so that the person that Lori killed at the end of H2O was, in fact, not Michael. And
0: Michael apparently crushed the throat of the guy so they couldn't scream out or say anything, which is why they didn't speak before Lori chopped their head off. Because, you know, you can't
1: wave your arms around like, oh, wait, no, stop, stop, don't do this. To be
0: fair, the Michael does flail his arms around and looks very confused, but also has super super evil eyes before she does the chopping so eh. yeah it's
1: it's whatever i it's the the laziest like excuse to have another uh scary movie but at the same time gives us halloween resurrection I I'm going to be straight with you. I don't remember any of the names uh of any of the they characters names? because that's I just know them not, by the yeah. actors. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because Tyra and Buster rhymes are here to do a reality TV show of a bunch of teens surviving in a quote-unquote haunted house. Uh it's it's so stupid, but it's so funny. Um Buster rhymes is a kung fu loving horror movie junkie. Uh he he like is to the point of like at one point Uh, the main character passes his hotel room and he is like watching kung fu movies and pretending he's he's in it it's hilarious uh the i i'm rushing over a lot of this but like basically the goal of the teen of the movie is these teenagers have to stay in this in this house as long as possible and it's the room it's michael's house uh you know of course to all them michael's long dead there's no reason he would actually ex- still be there but you know legend has it that this is his house and he you know still stocks this land um and so th- and some of these, it's like, faked
0: by the people that are doing the yeah, reality yeah, yeah.
1: show. yeah by the reality show that they, it comes kind of to fruition to the character to the uh, players of the game that there are large parts of the house that have in fact been rigged with like fake traps and like stuff that's not actually going to hurt anybody but just fake things that that will make the, sh- the show interesting uh enter actual michael who has been living under the floor of his house for some upgrading reason. his
0: diet from dogs to rats, rats to
1: rats <laughs> and so in which he goes on to uh, on a killing spree throughout the house actually killing some, a lot of these teens um leading to possibly the best line, in my opinion, in the entire Halloween series, said by Busta Rhymes, one of the few men to face Michael down and live the tale the tale, uh, as he gives him a giant roundhouse kick to the face. Happy Halloween, mother effer. Uh, You didn't even say it it right. What? What are you talking about? It's trick or treat. Oh, that works it's too. trick or treat, mother <laughs> effort. Not happy Halloween.
0: <laughs> happy, ho- Jamie Lee Curtis says that in Halloween Ends. We clearly get that from the trailer. He uh, says, happy Halloween, mother ever No, tr- it's well, trick or treat. Right. Tr- you your brain, brain or is it again? You can't even remember the iconic <laughs> line. I also
1: haven't seen it in quite uh, quite a couple years. You know what? Maybe that's what I need to do this this month is actually do a w- rewatch of it and post a review because I yes. I just have a vivid memory of absolutely having so much fun. Like it is clearly Someone dies by a, by a 90- tripod. Yeah, like, uh oh, Tyra. Like if, everything about this film is like, hardcore like 90s slasher summer slasher it is not meant to be taken seriously it is like stupid fun um it is also it's just like so starkly different from everything else in the halloween franchise that like i just i don't know. it's everything i love about 90s slashers
0: the weird thing is um it shouldn't have been all that different from things in the halloween franchise because Halloween resurrection was directed by Rick Rosenthal who did yeah. Halloween two way back in 1981 Yeah, was handpicked by John Carpenter to do Halloween two. So I I don't know. Also uh, in grand fashion of Halloween discovering actors, Halloween discovered Jamie Lee Curtis, Halloween six discovered Paul Steven Rudd Halloween resurrection discovered Bo-Katan in Katie Sackhoff. It was Katie Sackhoff's first movie. Now she's in a Mandalorian oh, right. Battlestar Galactica And they also had that kid from the Luck of the Irish and Smart House. He's in
1: this. (laughs) And
0: they're using like cell phones to talk to people because the whole thing is being live streamed. It's super, super weird.
1: So like the technology is so dated. It like to watch it now is I think only adds to the hilarity because it's like, dog, that's not. We also forgot. Josh always
0: forgets one huge, huge, critical thing about Resurrection because he wants to block it out of his mind like the rest of us do. Uh, the reason <laughs> resurrections is important is it definitively killed Jamie Lee Curtis's Lori character.
1: Oh my gosh, yes. See, because Josh mentally hospital.
0: Josh mentally blocks oh it my. out whenever he thinks about resurrection.
1: Because it's terrible and like it like it's so out of place in the in the in the entirety of the film. He goes in like in the beginning of the movie and has a final confrontation with Lori in which she's like, Oh wait. Maybe that's my actual little brother in there, and I should try to help him from falling off a building. Uh, and then he tricks her and pulls her off, and she dies. Falling. Stabs her in the it's back like, and lets
0: her fall in some bushes.
1: Like, she goes out like what? a pansy. Like, what is this? This is stupid. Okay. I'm not opposed to
0: Lori dying, but kill her off in a good way, not stabby, stab, fall, fall into some bushes as you're escaping <laughs> oh, no. your mental Leave hospital.
1: After- after all this time with everything that michael and i have been through she kisses just, him yeah and it's like maybe my little brother's still in there dog you have never thought that your little brother was in there were you just trying to get rid of of, of lori for no reason because jamie lee curtis uh, but then like the rest did not want to be in this great. movie yeah no you can tell that she, she
0: legally not. had to be in it and that was the only reason she was in the movie at all uh yeah but yeah resurrection killed the halloween franchise for a very long time uh, but we'll we'll talk about that later. So fast forward, now rewind, all the way back. Uh, I believe it was 1983 or 1984 to Halloween 3, Season of the Witch. There's only one movie in this timeline. It's Halloween 3, Season of the Witch. Um, <laughs> this timeline does not go on very long. It should have. Y'all didn't see this movie in theaters, and y'all were pissed about it. And I get it. If it was just called Season of the Witch, which is actually a movie that already exists, uh, I think a lot more people would like this. But given it was called Halloween 3 and there's no Michael Myers except for they're watching it on TV and certain actors that are in Halloween show up, like uh, Linda from the first movie that gets killed, the sheriff's daughter, she's in it and has kids. It's super weird because she was actually married to Tommy Lee Wallace, who was the production designer in the first movie and i think would direct such
1: a weird film honestly <laughs> also
0: uh jamie lee curtis is in it very 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 briefly she has a voiceover appearance uh when there's like the curfew is now in effect the curfew is now in effect that's actually jamie lee curtis's voice i don't know why they decided to get her for this but uh so basically the john carpenter ran out of ideas to do with michael myers so they're just like you know what Halloween is a holiday as well. Shocker, I know. So they're like, let's just make anthology movies about Halloween the holiday. So that's what this was. It was an attempt at anthology style. Not necessarily trick or treat because those are multiple in one. This was one self-contained yeah. story about a a really bad alcoholic washed up deadbeat dad slash doctor that witnesses a murder one day of a dude basically setting himself on fire and blowing up a car after he just killed somebody. So he and a... Daughter of the guy that just died, go on this like journey to figure out what's going on in Santa Mira. Uh, so they drive down and they visit the Silver Shamrock Mask Factory. God, that jingle is gonna be stuck in my head until Christmas. I swear. Um, so basically, this guy named Connell Cochran is making these masks for children, and they're all gonna be at this big giveaway at Halloween. They're gonna watch a Halloween movie and during that time. There's gonna be a special commercial with a big uh the big giveaway and so he's making these special masks and there's his other family visiting the mask store with um oh gosh mustache discount tom Selleck, tom atkins uh tom atkins is there Jeez. (laughs) he's in other stuff but uh, he just kind of looks like they couldn't get i know tom atkins is great don't kill me i think he was in drive angry i think he was
1: I wouldn't doubt that at all. So this I other family, doubt that at all. this
0: other family is the "quote unquote" test family. So the kid puts on one of the the masks. He's super excited. The family's watching the commercial. When all of a sudden the kid starts touching his face and grabbing his face, and his face—he's wearing a pumpkin mask. His face actually starts to become a rotting, disgusting, actual pumpkin that's melted onto his face, and his face. ...becomes a portal to hell. Live snakes and live insects... ...are crawling out of his eye sockets... ...and his mouth and his ears... ...and he is still alive and twitching. It is revealed that Conal Cochran... ...and all of his... ...robot clone minions... ...yes, this is a Halloween movie... ...are like... ...lords of evil and mischief... ...and they stole Stonehenge... ...to perform old mystic... ...rituals to basically turn a whole bunch of kids evil. It sounds ridiculous and it is ridiculous. It's like a Twilight Zone episode gone wrong. This is
1: the this is the the actual despicable me uh 3 uh tr- plot is they steal Stonehenge to create interdimensional hell portals. Yeah. They
0: basically, they steal Stonehenge, which it's never explained how they stole Stonehenge. They just stole Stonehenge we into are their stealing underground. Stonehenge. Uh, stole Stonehenge to put it in their underground facility to perform old Celtic magic and basically rid the world of kids or something or like make Halloween about the trick part and uh, trick or treat again. So it ends with potentially some kids all becoming whatevered. It kind of ends on a dour note. Um, But yeah, naturally, Halloween 3 did not do well. Hence why Halloween 4 is called The Return of Michael Myers. Because they're like, please, we promised Michael's in this one. We did our own thing with 3. Which, y'all, 3 is bonkers. I love it so much. It's probably the most Halloween of all of the movies. Like, the holiday is so prevalent in the movie. Uh, But yeah. Rewind. No, fast forward to 2007. Linkin Park is everywhere, except in this movie, apparently, as we get quite literally actually Rob (laughs) Zombie's Halloween.
1: Okay, okay. Let's be honest,
0: though. The first one is watchable. Not good, but watchable. (laughs) But
1: watchable. (laughs) When it comes to Rob
0: Zombie movies, if I have to, like, gun to my head, the first Rob Zombie Halloween is probably the, the Rob Zombie movie I would watch if I had to watch a Rob Zombie movie. Not saying much, uh, but choices are made in this movie. They're like, uh, but if you show the origin of Michael Myers, doesn't that make him less scary? Yeah, no, doubt, Michael's not scary in this. And also the heat, <laughs> Rob Zombie doesn't know how to use the Halloween music. There's a literally a time when there's a parent teacher conference and Michael runs away from the parent teacher conference. When he's running away from the parent teacher conference is the first time we hear the Halloween music. I'm going. He's gonna murder someone in about, like, two
1: minutes. Why don't you use the music there instead? Because this is the build. This is the... He actually killed someone that night. We just didn't see it. It's all American Psycho out here, dog. You just didn't... It happened off camera. Uh, uh... He literally kills
0: Junie from Spy Kids, who's a little twat in this, you know? Oh, Daryl! I will love me some Daryl. Mr. Megan Trainer nowadays... Um what a guy. What so, a guy. He basically kills this whole family. Although, although Rob Zombie's Halloween has one of my like unintentionally hilarious moments of uh in the original Halloween, Michael kills his sister after she hooks up with some other guy. Same thing with Rob Zombie one, except it's Rob Zombie, so it's a lot more graphic. So he kills the boyfriend. She start. he starts to go after the uh his older sister. For some reason, he decides now is a good time to wear the iconic Michael Myers mask for the first time when he's a child. So you have child body with regular adult sized mask so it looks like little per like if we man played Michael Myers chasing someone it is the most <laughs> unintentionally funny thing like they're trying to make it scary but here comes three foot six Michael Myers with a huge frickin' head chasing after you
1: <laughs> they put on big head mode <laughs> that's exactly what happens <laughs> oh no but then... That's not that's not the move, dog. <laughs> and then the second half
0: of the movie happens, and the last 45 minutes is just a sped-up version of John Carpenter's Halloween. It's just the same thing over and over again. However, this time, um, one of the friends of Laurie is played by Danielle Harris. You know, Jamie Lloyd from all the way way back when in Halloween 4 and 5. That was a nice tip of the cap. Um, also, I saw on Today that they're having the uh, Halloween Ends like premiere. And Danielle Harris was on the red carpet. So, good for her. I hope that she hasn't been totally burned. I know she wanted to come back for the Blumhouse movies, but it logically doesn't make sense. And we'll we'll talk about that in a little bit. Why? Uh, any other thoughts on Rob Zombie's Halloween, Josh?
1: Nah, dog. It's just hard to watch. It's somehow, like, more violent, but, like, not... But, like, less watchable at the same time. <laughs> oh, man. Like, at least in in Halloween 2018 and Halloween Kills, like... It's definitely violent, but, like, it's watch. Like, you can tell what's happening. <laughs> that's, that's the big thing.
0: But before we get there, we gotta suffer through, and y'all can't convince me otherwise, the worst Halloween movie in the entire frickin' franchise, Rob Zombie's Halloween 2. So Halloween 2018 uh we're just no there's oh oh
1: we're just skipping
0: okay cool. i want no, to okay but that. there's so I'm much okay with that there's so much to dissect with rob zombie's halloween tune of just why 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 so as we talked about earlier the original halloween tune from 1981 was a direct continuation of the original halloween like takes place minutes after rob zombie's like that's a cool idea Let's make that a dream sequence at the beginning of the movie. So, like, they do the... Lori's stuck in the hospital, whatever else. Except this time, Michael kills everyone, including Lori. Psych! It was a dream sequence the entire time. So the first 20 minutes that you spent watching this movie were a waste of time. And a waste of Viola Davis, for some reason, being in this movie. Uh, random appearance from her. But in reality... Laurie Strode is so emotionally traumatized from the events of the first movie that she's just psychotic. She is um <laughs> She just doesn't exist. She she's not too dissimilar to um oh Kurt Cobain's wife. What's her face? Um
1: Oh Courtney. Yeah. Courtney Love? She's
0: very Courtney Love and Rob Zombies Halloween too. Her therapist, for some reason, though, is Margot Kidder from the original Christopher Reeve Superman movies, which is the weirdest bit of casting. Uh, Danielle Harris is in Halloween, Rob Zombie's Halloween 2, and honestly gets the most brutal and uncomfortable death in the entire Halloween franchise. And I'm including the one from Halloween Kills with the staircase. This one's uncomfortable because it's Michael brutally killing her while also having flashback scenes to her as a child actor from Halloween four and five. So they're like, here, you know, this character you love watch her dying as an adult. Yeah. It's a different character. Does this make sense? Is this just a cheap emotional ploy? Maybe, but uh, it's so uncomfortable. (laughs) Also, (laughs) why does she not have clothes? We're just going to make it that much more humiliating for all involved. This is it's so uncomfortable, and I hate- I, I, Thanks, yes. I hate it. Can we return it? Um, and also, uh, <laughs> Chucky is the sheriff. It's super weird casting there. But most <laughs> Wait, like, importantly- like, like,
1: Hold on, hold on, hold on. Uh, cl- to clarify, the guy who plays Chucky, right? Not the actual doll? Yeah, Grima. That's Grima from Lord of the Rings. a way more interesting story.
0: Yeah, um, Grima from Lord of the Rings.
1: <laughs> oh. Ew. It is! oh. oh. Oh, wow. I never knew that. That's crazy. Uh Uh-huh. That makes so much sense. Wow. All right. Well, connecting those dots, that's great.
0: But so Rob Zombie's Halloween 2 is also famous.
1: Wait, hold on. We're not done. (laughs) We're not done. The connection between Grima and Chucky is hilarious because both characters are people who are in hat to like take over something else in order to like enact evil. Like Grima takes over like the mind of the King of Rohan to in order to enact evil, and Chucky takes over this over the body of a doll in order to murder, murder people. Well, that parallel is weird. I don't like that.
0: Josh is just so happy with himself right
1: now. Uh, I am! I'm so proud of myself.
0: Well, at least something good came out of Rob Zombie's Halloween 2 for Josh. <laughs> this movie's famous for some other stuff. Um, The infamous White Horses. Oh, God. For some reason, we're following Michael for a lot of this movie, and he kind of just looks like a homeless man. So Daniel O'Brien in 2014. Uh, Love it. He really is not wearing a mask for most of this movie, so you see his face in the near time. And he's seeing visions of his dead mom, all dressed in white with a white horse. Why? Uh, you tell me. Up for adaptation? I, I don't know. <laughs> um, so he's Why just not? like, if you kill your sister, you can come home. And I'm going,
1: <laughs> hold on. Can hold I go on. home? It's, I got this. I got this. I got this. I got this. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So we already made a Lord of the Rings connection. Uh, so so it's it's his mom on the white horse is is uh uh she was a wizard at one point and that was only wore gray and now she's back as the as the mom the white uh she was a stripper go as well as i wanted it to
0: (laughs) no so the movie ends and rob zombie movies end as halloween thankfully in the worst fashion possible michael brutally kills loomis and then breaks the cardinal rules of Michael Myers. What does Michael Myers never do? He never Take runs and he never talks. Michael full on sprints Leroy Jenkins style at Lori and just screams die. I'm going, ah, oh, yes, that's what the franchise should do right now.
1: It absolutely <laughs>
0: should. And that's just how it ends. And I'm going, I don't think I paid money to see this because I think someone else rented it when we were in college. I wanted my time and my money back. I hate this movie so much. Uh, But that was 2009. And it killed the franchise, for better or for worse, for a very long time. The rights went all up in the air. It was Dimension for a while. I believe Dimension was the one who made six through Rob Zombie's Halloween 2. Dimension lost the rights. Then some little company called Blumhouse comes swooping in going, Ha ha! I'm here! Uh, I don't know what that was. Uh, that was the choice I made. It's okay. I'm here now. <laughs> so Blumhouse is like, we'll do it. We, we, we could absolutely turn iconic movies into something. We can reboot them just fine. Black Christmas. <sighs> um, but Blumhouse made a very conscious choice from the get go. You got to flash it back all the way to the original Halloween 1978. That's the only one that's canon for this Blumhouse timeline. Scrap. Two through H2O. Two through the Jamie Lloyd stuff. So if you take out the second one, what's the big thing you're missing? Michael and Laurie are no longer brother and sister, which streamlined a lot of stuff. Um, it did. 2018's Halloween? It's just The Force Awakens. I like The Force Awakens and I like 2018's Halloween, but it's it's just The Force Awakens of Halloween. Not that that's a bad thing, but it's, it's The Force Awakens. Yeah
1: it's good it's just a good what does that mean halloween though book. josh <laughs> it means like there's basically retreading the first but re-establishing everything that that needs to be reestablished. so i mean yes the first one is exactly is the only thing that, that exists so technically this is halloween 2 now um which it absolutely just kind of it doesn't rehash it just kind of uh, follows the same uh follows the same the same story arc as i guess as you could say uh you know jamie, uh not jamie well i guess jamie yes but uh, laurie is older now she, there's a lot of family issues going on because of the events of the first film um and they use like you said like making two through h2o not exist just helps this movie so much because it just so like you know I, I it's been a while since i've watched it but like having lori be older having her family just not like understand why she can't get over her trauma uh but then just it, it just kept keeps on it, it it re-establishes the the halloween kind of uh Lore, it is reestablishes what Michael's good at, what Lori's good at. It actually turns Lori into this actually really, really interesting character. And it's actually like an actually like a fascinating protagonist of like uh, that just was not at all present in any of the previous films. She becomes the Loomis essentially. Asse- uh, I mean, like essentially, yeah, but like they try and set up
0: a new Loomis, but. At least for me, who had seen all the Halloween movies, I'm just going, that's not a Loomis. That's a trick. And sure enough, Dr. Sartain in Halloween. Oh, boy, that was a still to this day, a very controversial character. I I hated the Sartain character and the subplot of that, of like the the mask is the power. Let me wear the mask. And also, I'm going to stab this guy in the neck and run over him with my car. But come the next movie, he's totally fine. Um, yeah. Oh, also, the way Michael dies in the previous uh, movies—H2O, he gets his head chopped off. Resurrection, he gets electrocuted in the balls and set on fire. Um, Rob Zombie's Halloween—I think he just gets shot a couple times and then. Yeah. I don't care about Rob Zombie's Halloween too. To care. Uh, but 2018's Halloween—it's basically the original, just Force Awakens with some slightly new characters. Andy Maticek is a great addition as Jamie Lee Curtis's um. Granddaughter Karen Strode is also in the movie. She gets better and in, slightly in, in kills, but I still don't like Karen all that much. I didn't really feel anything, and the other mm-hmm. kills either. Uh, but the end of Halloween 2018 is the rematch of the century. If you don't if you don't acknowledge the one 20 years before with H2O, which is also the rematch of the century, or Halloween Ends, which is the other rematch of the century. This matchup's been it, Lori Laurie versus Michael is the Brock versus Roman of the horror community. This is the last time, we swear. Um just just make yeah. it for real this time, guys. Uh but basically Halloween twenty eighteen ends with Michael and Lori fighting, and Lori traps Michael in her basement and is just like, yeah this isn't a cage it's a trap and basically sets her own freaking house on fire i'm going oh cool he's gonna die this time because fire is super effective as we learned from halloween 2 which is no longer canon But in typical halloween sequel fashion we get to halloween kills which was supposed to be 2020 that did not happen came out in 2021 (laughs) i wonder why (laughs) 2021 and it starts With firefighters coming to Lori's house, just like, no, 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 let it burn, let it burn, and they rescue Michael Myers, but Michael Myers don't want to be rescued, so he halogens some dude in the chin, and it's great. Uh, The whole killing a whole bunch of firefighters was a legit action set piece, Uh, but Josh and I actually saw
1: kills together, so I know for a fact he knows
0: what we're talking about for this one.
1: Yeah, I mean, kind of. I mean, I've had, you know, concussions since then, but that's not the point. You've had a whole um... lot less
0: concussions, though, since.
1: <laughs> Fair. No, but yeah, it's uh, I felt, like the really good action set piece. And uh, what's interesting is it actually felt like an action set piece and not just like, oh, we have a monster here who's going to kill people. Like, they, they legit try to put up a good fight. um, And then after the firefighter, he... <laughs> Michael goes to probably, to me, one of the uh, uh, second toughest kill to watch in the film, which is where he kills the two, oh, uh, the elderly couple. That's um, uncomfortable. It is uncomfortable. Don't mess with that lady's drone. That's not fair. That's Just let her have her fun. Uh, everything about that scene um, is fan fantastic in that it is like they actually legitimately fight they do the smart thing i think one of them goes like tries instantly he's like run i'll i'll you know i'll try to keep him at bay go call the police or something like actually like doing smart things in a scenario that's not just like oh the big guy in here what are we gonna do nah like everything about that scene is fantastic um until they die and brutally and it's I I will say this, if anything, (laughs) Halloween Kills does not pull its punches at all. There's a lot
0: of brutal deaths. There's one in particular of the granddaughter, Alice, and her boyfriend just gets messed up. Like, there's a certain point that you're just like, okay, Michael. Okay, Michael. Okay, okay, Michael. Jeez, he's dead. Okay. <laughs> Stop it. Stop playing with your food. Wait, he's not a dog. Yeah. Um, which Halloween Kills does the unnecessary thing of actually showing the dog that he ate in the first one. I'm going, why? Why we didn't we got the, the visual from the words alone, which okay, we haven't talked about it yet. Halloween Kills has one of the greatest sequences in the entire Halloween franchise. I don't care if you like Halloween Kills or not first 20 minutes of halloween kills is a oh my gosh
1: masterpiece yeah because we we completely skipped over that
0: what do they do josh that's the,
1: what do they do It's a shot for shot okay not it's not shot for shot basically they recreate the what is it the ending of halloween one? they make up their own new one
0: yeah they, so basically yeah. they go I, back to 1978 they like they recreate yes. the look and the feel of that original Halloween down to the
1: hundred percent, the too. Michael
0: mask, how he walks, the Myers house is actually there perfectly. Like you went back in time and they went back to that original movie, but somehow, some way, they brought back the Doctor Loomis character because it makes sense because he was there that night. Obviously, Donald Pleasance died about twenty years ago, so they couldn't get him. The actor that they did get, oh my God, he's just Donald Pleasant's reincarnated. Yes, they had a little bit of prosthetics on him, but he already naturally kind of looked like Donald Pleasant, so it wasn't a big stretch, but they brought back Dr. Loomis and all first 20 minutes are worth it. And it helps set up the stage later that Michael just in this movie just wants to go home. He's not after Laura anymore. It's not the sibling thing anymore. It's Michael just wants to go home to the Myers house. I will also have a soft spot for Halloween kills as well, because they brought back a lot of characters from the original Halloween. They brought back Tommy Doyle. Um, didn't end well for him. They brought back Lindsay Wallace. The other kid, she was babysitting. She made it out. Okay. Sheriff Brackett, all these people from the original movie. And it was nice to see them like, ah, this feels like a proper Halloween sequel using characters yeah, that we know and love. Yeah. Granted, most of them die violently. And Michael absolutely wins in this one. Uh, Kills Laurie's daughter in the process, but kills is is excessive. And if kills has any issue, it's being the middle part of a trilogy and not really knowing what to do with its time. So mm-hmm. we get to ends. Great, we haven't seen it yet, but we know enough from the trailers that the real time difference has happened. So like this move ends will take place in 2022 not in 2018. So there'll be like a 4-year gap between Halloween Ends, no, Halloween Kills and Halloween Ends, which I still uh, don't know how I feel about we'll,
1: that. Yeah, we'll see how they handle everything cuz I it, they I don't like bringing back the pandemic stuff, but at the same time there's some interesting things you could do with that. Um we'll see. I'm not exactly sure how to feel about it. Yeah. I will say kills does a really good like you said and unfortunately is that middle part of the trilogy but it kind of hammers home this idea that uh, you know mob mentality is an absolute thing and absolutely absolutely go after the wrong person multiple times just because they're just scared um and instead of listening to the authorities and trying to give them some guidance and, and they end up actually murdering like a completely innocent dude so it's like well that's what they had to do
0: because evil dies tonight yeah yeah evil
1: evil needs to die tonight guys i don't think we said it enough evil dies tonight evil but uh, evil did die that night yeah Uh, karen yeah that all all every all all the people that actually th- that is the one thing that i do appreciate it is anybody that was involved in accidentally quote-unquote accidentally murdering that in- innocent dude they end up getting their comeuppance via michael later on um there's some kills in this film that don't quite like physically make sense like when he happens to open that door into that lady's hand, and it happens to move her arm in a specific way so that she shoots herself on the head. I was like, mm, "All right, okay, whatever." Uh, <laughs> but you know, yeah, it is what it is. Yeah, yeah. But there's a lot of a lot of really cool stuff. But like, I am gonna be very, very intrigued to see how ends ends. Uh, <laughs> what what they end what they end up doing with everything because the trailers look great. It's still a little weird that the embargo the review embargo is still up.
0: Yeah, that that's never a good sign. Like I'm I don't know, just the lack of buzz doesn't get me overly amped about this. But then again, when it comes to Halloween movies, I tend not to let the critics sway my opinion because critics the only one that they like is Halloween twenty eighteen and the original movie. I'm going, Screw you all, they're all fantastic, except for Five, six, and the zombie ones. Uh, we don't talk about those. Like, I love the entire franchise. <laughs> even five and six, I'll still watch them every once in a while just because I'm that, I love the franchise that much. So, even if the critics say it's bad, I'll be like, well, what's your barometer for that? Because, like, is it dumb fun or is it just dumb? Because there's a difference. Like, hey. Eh. But I just, more than anything, I just want <laughs> resolution for this storyline. Like, yeah. Let yeah. Lori rest. Laurie's my favorite final girl in any horror franchise, but just let her rest. Whether it's rest in peace or just rest, rest, I don't care. As long as you do the character justice, that's all that matters. Just end this one out on a high note, for crying yeah. out loud. We've, we've been through enough with the Halloween franchise. Well, what do you guys think? What are... If you had to pick one specific Halloween timeline as your favorite or the best, what would it be? Would it be the Blumhouse era, uh, the Jamie Lloyd storyline, the Michael versus Laurie storyline, including H two O? Let us know in the comments below. What's your favorite Halloween moment? Let us know that as well. We always like hearing from Buster you guys, Rhymes.
1: huh? <laughs> Buster Rhymes, without a doubt. <laughs>
0: If you haven't already subscribed to us on whatever audio platform you're listening to us on, whether it's iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, YouTube, and if you haven't already subscribed to us on YouTube, help us get to 700 subscribers. Again, we're only eight subscribers away from 700. Help us get there before the 200th episode, and again, we're right around the corner from the 200th. Really excited for you guys to hear that one. Make sure that you spread that to all your movie friends, and as always, stay sharp movie guys and gals.